0: or
1: complete terms.
3: KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4 and then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken on demand. The podcast, it's the same as the show and you could
4: listen to it uh, whenever you want. We still have money. We still have money to give away. We still have the cash contest coming up at around 120. So be listening for the keyword. I'm just looking at a story that popped up in front of me now and it's like, nothing says it better. About the state of what, Nobel LA County and smash and grabs and shoplifting. Then, what happened Saturday night at the Rose Bowl when the Colorado players who were playing UCLA got robbed? Their locker room got ripped off? I don't know if you heard that story. Oh, no, I didn't know. Yeah. So, uh, the Colorado football coach, Dion Sanders, had his little weekly press conference. It's supposed to be about the past game and just yelled out Who robs the Rose Bowl? <laughs> then he said, NCAA, you do something about everything else. you got to do something about this. <laughs> they, they don't just, have to believe this. All this stuff should be replaced. This they is don't the have Rose a guard, guard in they, front of the they, locker room? They hire private security. A private contractor provides security at the Rose Bowl. I don't know exactly what was guarding the
5: because Personal room. experience, it, guys, I will just say that if you slide those security guards some cash... They'll probably let you into an area you're not supposed to be in. How much did you pay? And let you out with a bag of loot? Well, I don't know about a bag of loot, but I've definitely paid security guards off at concerts to let me into, like, the floor <laughs> section. Like, let's, let's Mr. Have... Buck's over there bribing people. Look <laughs> at yeah. you. I'm, I'm trying to get close to the stage. I, I want to have a good time. <laughs> I what th- does it cost I thought... you? Give me a number. Oh, I've paid I've paid a guard $100 cash before to let All me out. Right, the floor. 100 makes sense.
4: I thought for 20, $20. No, no, I'll no, no, it. no. No, guards are
5: 20. <laughs> oh, these guys are making, like, 15 an hour. These guys are making well, minimum wage. he's a Big Bucks board operator No, no people $100 no, no, bills. No, no. That's why I'm wondering.
4: <laughs> big Bucks might, board he, operator. <laughs> big Bucks board op. <laughs> well, that's it, bribing people. That's for the rich and the wealthy. That's what they do. I right? had to get themselves into any situation they want to be in.
5: No, me and uh, my friends pull some money together, and then they... they oh, then he
4: lets everything. a whole bunch of you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was just you. Uh, uh, he says... I'm sure He's talking about the Rose Bowl. It's the granddaddy of them all, right? I'm sure the granddaddy has some money. Grandpa should have some money to give these kids. I'm going to have a list made out for these kids, and I know they're going to be truthful of what they lost, so we can try to get some of it back. Uh, they may not be able to get all the items back, but we should be able to reimburse them somehow. He did not have any items personally stolen. But a camera worker, he said, had a significant amount of cash missing. And then he got mad. And this brings us into the other half of this discussion about what's going on with theft in LA County. He said, People online are blaming the players for putting stuff in the locker room that they value. And he goes, Well, you know, oh, that like- so,
3: so that's what's wrong with the whole world. So now the people who get looted are, are the criminals.
4: Well, they're not the, the criminals, they, they- but they're not the victims anymore, right? <laughs> Because you're supposed to know this could happen, and don't put anything valuable anywhere it could be stolen. I mean, they're probably saying this about people in San Francisco who park a car with stuff in plain view in the backseat. Well, seat. Uh, yes, I understand
3: in, in this reality, there's there, you, you, can't, you shouldn't take any risks at all. But the idea that you'd go online and just outwardly blame the players or blame anybody is really, really ridiculous. You know that that's that everybody's like moral compass is in is just broken. And, oh. You know what? And after a while, people start believing this. Well, no, it's not the fault of the criminals. It's the fault of the people who uh, left their stuff in the locker room or left their stuff in the car, or uh, you know, wore a necklace or wore a watch. It's a, or has a you have a handbag? This it's all our time. fault.
5: This isn't the first time a Deion Sanders' team has been targeted either. When he was the coach at Jackson State last year, he had stuff stolen personally from him in a locker room. Is he a lightning rod for... Uh, I mean, he's for, a, he's been controversial in terms yeah, of... Yeah, I'm just wondering if it's doesn't really cool. Does he wear cool. fancy chains and jewelry? Yeah, <laughs> he, he, does, he does wear a lot of expensive stuff, and he's been controversial in the media in terms of the way him. he's gone about his head coaching 10 years where he's been a coach, but... Maybe the criminal element thinks it's
3: cool to steal from uh, Deion Sanders, right? It's more of a target.
5: Yeah, they want some street cred.
3: Right, yeah. Whereas, you know, some ordinary coach from Iowa, it's uh,
4: not nearly as exciting. He said uh, the idea that they should be blamed for having their stuff in the locker room, it's crazy. That's like saying if you have a car in your driveway and somebody comes and steals your car, you shouldn't shouldn't have a car then. Well, but... (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, th-
3: that's what I'm saying, is that's the attitude from a lot of politicians, like the mayor of Chicago b- believed that as well.
4: Oh, we had yeah, that happen in was, L.A., remember all the street she, robberies? And they said, don't walk around with the sh- for the fancy right. watch. Be careful where your phone is in view, if it's a nice phone. And that, that store owners have to get security. Right. Except the
3: store owners to protect themselves. They're the ones who are going to have to install bars on their windows or get a security guard. And you let uh, customers in uh, one by one like they do at many jewelry stores now. You have and to stand
4: outside. A bill in Sacramento to stop employees from stopping the shoplifters. Remember that whole fiasco? Holy yeah, cow, right. Exactly. They think of everything to help the thieves wherever they can. And make this, well, ridiculous this, this story go on and on. This is the woke,
3: progressive uh, mindset. This is what's warping people's brains. No one thinks clearly anymore. No, no, nobody's thinking rationally. Nobody has any sense of morality anymore. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, yes, the thieves are the oppressed, and uh, we're the problem. We're the problem for owning stuff, which is, you know, that's, that's a Marxist f- philosophy. It's a communist philosophy. You take mm-hmm. from those who have and give it to those who haven't.
4: Uh, all right. So uh, that just tells you the state of things. Uh, yeah. And I, I know I heard you yesterday talking about uh, LA County, the, the judge there defending zero bail. Yeah. Yeah. you you saying c- after 20 days, it's working as we thought it. 20 well, days. Uh, if 99%
3: of burglaries are unsolved and the cops don't even show up for a burglary anymore, nobody has any idea what the crime rate is. No. Nobody does. They're, they're they're unsolved. The police don't show up. People give up. I mean, even even that. Uh, I don't know if you heard the story about the uh, woke DA in Oakland. Mm-hmm. She had her car, a taxpayer paid ninety thousand dollar SUV, broken into, and her S, uh, and her laptop was stolen. And and she's Gascon plus, and she comes back to the car, calls the police, and she's pissed off. The police didn't show up for an hour and eventually said, well, just go online and report the crime. Well, most people aren't going to stick around an an hour. Most people aren't going to go online to report the crime because so what? (laughs) The the, the thief is gone. Your your laptop's gone. Your uh, car's a mess. None of that's going to show up in the statistics anymore.
4: I'm reading a statement from Chief Moore. He put out a statement today. They call it PARP pre-arraignment release protocols. It's basically zero bail. In summary, it appears at this early juncture that the newly instituted PARP is striving to achieve the appropriate balance between the rights of the accused and our duty to protect the city of Los Angeles. The rights of the accused. Yeah, the rights of the the accused. accused. That's what he
3: led with there. And and they come up with something. that's his
4: conclusion. That's not what he led with. That's his conclusion.
3: (laughs) That's incomprehensible. Yeah, but it was the first part of the sentence.
4: Uh, he has to balance the rights of the accused. What? Oh, no, he led with that. Right. Uh, he appreciates yeah. the Los Angeles County Superior Court in carefully instituting he, the pre-arraignment release protocols. He, spineless puppet. No. no he's an He's the one that did not show puppet. up at the trial over this. And no. then just before this went into effect, then he was squawking about how it's no. not a good idea. Why don't you he, go take uh, like, a knee? you talk about completely trying to ha- take it both, have it both ways. That's exactly what he was doing. Go take he, your knee. T- go take your knee. <laughs> Take your <laughs> knee and put it where he's well. That's the, he's a, he's the guy who took the knee in yeah, uh, in in front of the rioters. Him and Garcetti. <laughs> yep, both uh, on their knees. All right. When we return, we'll be talking about Israel Hamas and the focus will be the college campuses. Things have really gotten out of control with student groups and threats. Uh, we have a story out of Cornell which is hard to believe, and an update on the story that a person of interest has been taken into custody over these threats. John and Ken, oh, your chance to win money is next. John and Ken, KFI AM 640 Live Everywhere, I Heart Radio app.
6: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
4: Nowhere is it more evident of the unrest in this country over the Hamas-Israel debate than on some of the college campuses the one we're going to talk about for a few minutes is an Ivy League school called, called Cornell University in upstate New York in Ithaca. John, that wasn't that far from our old haunting ground in Elmira, New York. Yes. I know some people who uh, went to Cornell. Yeah.
3: I've... And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, well, I mean, it was a great Ivy League school back then. Apparently, the lunatics have taken over. <laughs> I, so I don't know I... what's going on there now. I, I haven't got, paid uh, attention.
4: I mean, we've seen college campus stuff, but I haven't really paid attention to what's going on what? at Cornell. But uh, they have had incredible amount of uh, what's described as horrendous anti-Semitic messages. Mm-hmm. I'll just read one that uh, was posted on the public forum, specifically naming the University Center for Jewish Living. If I see another synagogue, another rally for the Zionist, globalist, genocidal, apartheid, dictatorial entity known as Israel... I will bring an assault rifle to campus and shoot all you pig Jews! Wow, he signed hey. to Hamas. They have a person of interest that they've arrested connected to that. Obviously, that was a shooting threat. So these schools that was taken very seriously. These
3: schools have uh, many students. Uh, Palestinian students are, are uh, most of them, I would think, and the professors, and they all support Hamas openly, and they're terrorizing the Jewish students. Remember, diversity is our strength, and this is what you get with diversity, is you bring all the 10,000-year-old feuds from the Middle East, and now you put them
4: in Ithaca, New York. Well, I just thought, though, on a college campus—maybe I'm overestimating the people—that there could be more of a civil debate over Israel, Palestine, instead of things like this, one post threatened to rape female Jewish students and behead Mm -hmm. Jewish babies in front of their parents— no, t- no, they, they don't have that anymore. Well, so maybe these weren't the maybe I, who knows who's no, posting to these forums. Not necessarily it, has to be students. It it, be anybody, it's but. it's pretty nasty. There there were there were a hundred uh,
3: Columbia professors who came out in support of uh, Hamas or or groups that that uh, back Hamas. I, they, they, no, it's completely changed. A, a lot of the uh, this this they look at the at Israel as being just like America we are white people who colonize and oppress minorities we are our history is nothing but brutality and anything goes any response to the brutality and oppression that that that's what they teach that's what they believe and just just look at what they're doing what they're saying we're, well, we're in a new world. It's been bubbling in the colleges, you know, for 10, 20 years. No, everybody just dismissed it. Oh, that's college kids. Well, you know what some professors are like. No, <laughs>
4: it's much more severe than that. Well, this is the crowd, too. They went wild over hate speech. It wouldn't let anybody come on campus that they considered politically yeah. opposite to their views. Remember that whole thing a couple are well, years hypocr- ago? Yes, they're hypocrites. And everything was hate speech. They wow, hate you're talking too. about hate speech. We've tripled down on it with this stuff. Well, their hate speech is appropriate.
3: Your hate speech isn't because all that was just about controlling you and shutting you up. And then they were allowed to flourish. And now they're bringing their issues to the forefront. And of course, of course, it's vile. Of course, it's disgusting. They don't care. You know, the, the mistake everybody made was kowtowing to this crowd because they weren't trying to do good for the world. That was their that was their cover story. That was their shtick to try to make the world more civilized. Now you see what this crowd's really about. This crowd is more hateful than anything. They, they, they used to remember. Remember all the fa- fanaticism over microaggressions. Literally, if you look yeah, the, the wrong way at some, uh, era, the whole, right. yeah, that's right. Well, these, this, these professors, this administration was all part of implementing it,
4: right?
3: And so, what they did is they, 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 uh, they called they, they, uh, they cowered everyone. They intimidated everyone. Everybody was afraid to speak out about anything. I I read that ninety percent of professors are afraid to speak out on their campus because be, because of the uh, the blowback and the outcry, especially on social media. They destroy you on social media. They ruin your life publicly. So everybody walks around scared to death, trying to hold on to their tenure, hold on to their paycheck.
4: I mean, this is going to test one of my long held theories as we go into the future, because I always looked at college campuses as a bit of a bubble. You've always had liberal left wing professors, particularly at these Ivy League schools, you know, Berkeley, Harvard, Yale. But the students, I always thought, yeah, they may sound like that. But when they grow up and get into the real world and mature and they have to have a family and a mortgage, eh, they calm down from these positions because there's other things they have to pay attention to and other responsibilities that they have. No. You're saying now, though, they're starting no. to bleed into the real world. They bleed in. They're, they're
3: into gushing tech into companies and <laughs> tech companies, uh, media companies, networks. Uh, well, they've major, always been media uh, companies. Ma- though, major, major news, always- but no, no. But this, this, this is a like a really virulent strain of this. This is not just liberal people. These are angry anarchist progressive types. They want to destroy capitalism. Destroy. America just unravel the whole country because we don't deserve to exist. We were built uh, on on racism, on colonialism, on stealing land, on, on, on brutalizing people. We have to have our society wiped out. They truly believe that. It's the way the Palestinians, they want the Jews wiped out. They don't want just the land back. They want them all dead. They don't want to move to another part of the planet. They want them dead. And because people don't take it seriously, uh, they have made a lot of progress. And I, you know what? A lot of these kids, they don't, they don't get married anymore. The marriage rates for young people are way down. Children, way down. They're, uh, it's a completely different breed. And, right, but uh, when
4: they're forty years old, there's got to be other things in life they're going to do. I don't know. Marching around, screaming, protesting. Oh,
3: marching around, screaming. No, but you know they'll they'll be the professors. They'll be the uh, communications executives, and all the media. They'll run the tech companies. They'll run what's left of Hollywood. And those are the people in charge of the megaphone. Those are the people. uh, They're the ones who run the uh, social media companies too.
4: Well, we had the chaos today in Congress. The Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was speaking at a congressional hearing. And apparently uh, more of this crowd showed up. It says here they were drenched in fake blood and interrupted Blinken's testimony on Israel. Uh, let's get some audio. From Palestine to Mexico! All to Mexico! <laughs> From Palestine to <laughs> Committee was
2: suspended.
4: Listen to her. I'm yeah, watching her on the video here they're, as they're pushing her out. She's really screeching. Yeah. Genocide. Cease fire now. It started with just all the walls have got to go from Palestine to Mexico. Like that one? Blinking with blood, blood on your hands, you murderer.
3: Yeah, That's what I told week. you it's cluster B personality disorder. <laughs> that that it is an actual mental patient who should be uh, locked up in a mental yeah, hospital. Yeah,
4: her sign says "No more dollars to Israel." That's what she's talking up. She's she's not going to stop anything.
3: <laughs> she's just. A crazy person. <laughs> I mean, I just amazing the high notes
4: she could hit. I mean, she could she was screaming, Can and that's I think as they were grabbing her, she really amped it up because she knew they're going to get me out of here. I got to keep making my point. <laughs> Great, you made your
3: point. You, you didn't change anything. We're still writing checks to Israel. Israel's still bombing the hell out of uh, the Gaza Strip. So I, I don't know what you accomplished there.
4: All right. Uh, we'll return. Johnny Ked, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app.
1: Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years.
6: LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
2: Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
6: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
2: On the radio from 1
3: till 4, then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand, uh, the podcast. And you could listen to whatever you
4: missed. Yeah, and the Moist line is going to be back in just a few days. So here's a heads up to leave your messages using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST86. It's 1-877-664-7886. It's uh, Eric sent the video that I just can't stop watching. <laughs> oh, I the I can't swear theft. Yeah, I can't. I wish there was sound. I can't figure out where it happened. I'm looking for news stories, but all you find are everybody posting this video with quick commentary. Uh, it's a shoplifter who was caught stealing, and when you watch the beginning of the video, he and an employee are kind of fighting over some shopping carts. They're tugging at it from each side. Uh, This goes back and forth for about 20 seconds. And then this guy's got a backpack, starts to move around the shopping cart. And out of nowhere on the right comes another employee, we believe, with a red shirt, who takes a large bottle of Coca-Cola. I understand it's a two-liter bottle. He uses both hands and and heaves it over his head for impact. He hits the shoplifter Ah! square in the head and knocks him out. Boom. (laughs) It is hard to believe, and hard watch to someone, The accuracy day. of this, I mean, you know, he's not that yeah. far away, but still, he, yeah. I, I don't know. And
5: I, he's at he least was, ten feet away. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, that was, but that was he,
4: a direct hit. He went with maximum impact by taking it over his head and using both hands to.
5: Oh yeah, he really whipped it, that thing
4: to really whip it with all the power he could, and then he but, hits yeah. the guy in the head, and the guy yeah. goes out cold. He just flops right <laughs> to the ground, dropped like Un- a rock. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I
5: was just scrolling Twitter in the commercial break right after you guys got done talking during the first segment and I was like, what are the chances that I just stumble upon this video?
4: Oh, and it's been <laughs> I see one eight point eight million views. People are really uh, <laughs> getting excited by it. This is, this is what's gotta happen. Well, we we cover people fighting back because it's got to happen, right? People have got (laughs) to fight back since the justice system is nowhere to be seen
3: anymore. Yeah, there's nobody uh, in any police department or any political
5: office that's going to protect you. So you got to do what you got to do. Well, and especially in grocery stores. I worked in one when I was in college. I worked at Vaughn's. And they tell you, you are not allowed to go after shoplifters for your own safety. And especially because it's a union job, the union definitely doesn't want to get involved. Right. So, Yeah, nobody wants to get involved. No. Oh, I'm
3: sure
4: this guy who threw the bottle is going to get fired. He's the bad
3: guy. He, he's yeah, the criminal. he might get
5: reprimanded for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially no, yeah, he, he's the one in the wrong. serious lawn. brain
4: injury that got knocked down there. I don't
5: know. Good.
3: What That's what you get. going to have street justice. So On the spot
4: sentencing. Why'd you go into a uh, coma for six months? Dippity-doo has returned from his uh, 10-day visit to Israel and, and China uh, and covering it Politico. Wow. This is a tongue bath. Oh, Making no, it been... sound like it was a huge, huge uh, political win for Newsom. <laughs> They are so left-wing at that website.
3: They have been slobbering over Newsom's body every day of this trip. Yeah, I used to think every they were just political day. geeky. No. You
4: know, that they no. cover everything like inside politics, but no, wow. Super progressive. Totally have their heads up his, yeah. They they gave him five, at least five wins here. He helped set the table for Joe Biden and the president of China, Xi. He looked like a global figure. Really? It looks like the part where he fell down on the basketball court. He faced criticism, but he knew he would. He set a non hawkish tone. He helped deliver at APAC one of those summits. Anyway, uh, uh, it, no, he's in San
3: Francisco. No, he just ignored all the horrible things that China does to the environment and all the horrible things uh, d- China does to its own citizens. He just ignores it. <laughs> he's, he's, he sees he's a fool. He, he's another hypocrite. He's not about social justice. He's not about the climate. Gavin Newsom is about Gavin Newsom. Just one bloated ego bag. All the stuff he preaches, he doesn't care. Oh, no, he doesn't I'm care. He sees this
4: is the path he's chosen to take to set himself up to be president. Whether it's next year or in 2028, this is what he's doing. Right? This is to create no, this huge national image. He thinks hey. he's going to get people aware of who he is. But I don't think there's a lot of buzz about him from anybody that...
3: No, no, but there, there's there's far left-wing writers and editors who, they, they like being kingmakers. They, wanna, they want their columns and their stories to build up the next great uh, Democratic
4: left-wing leader.
0: dippity dippity Gavin, Gavin, we love
4: you. Well, Alex Mo- Michelson accompanied Newsom. Fox 11 sent Alex Michelson all the way to China with Gavin Newsom. And we have a little bit of audio, and I guess what you would call the closing interview, the end of the trip, kind of. We understand it's a little difficult to hear, but let's listen in. I had an
3: opportunity to talk about the most important
4: issue in our lives.
7: As he yes. wraps up his China trip, Governor Gavin Newsom sits down with us for an exclusive interview. <laughs> Newsom taking us inside his meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Talk about the issue of our time, climate change. This week, we walked with Newsom as he entered China's Great Hall of the People for that Xi meeting. A surreal moment. With soldiers everywhere and trumpets blaring, we entered a massive, ornate waiting room before he was summoned to walk this lengthy red carpet to greet the president.
3: It's a structure that exudes power and exudes place and it's intended to be what it is yeah it was sort of overwhelming for any visitor it's a home field advantage newsom
7: says g helped break some of the tension when recalling his 2012 visit to la with then governor brown checking out a laker game meeting magic johnson and cheering for kobe bryant a frequent China visitor
3: talk about Kobe Bryant, and he talked very fondly about that visit to Los Angeles. That's a point of pride, and I also made a point that's a point of pride for me about the Warriors, not just the Lakers.
7: <laughs> so, so she's a Kobe fan. That's well established in this meeting. Let's just <laughs> in that case, we want to make him a Curry fan. I asked Newsom to respond to critics who say China is far yeah. away from the problems at home. The California governor yes. should be focused on. They would rather see you. At home dealing with homelessness than here in china well, what do you say to those people? i don't know that 24 7 seven days a week homelessness is the number one to number ten issue It's all i focus on I'm taking a few days <laughs> after a legislative session with the entire legislatures on vacation or out of town to focus on the issues of reinvigorating these relationships i think is a pretty good use of time all it's
4: right, right we let's stop back. it there because all right it. <laughs> That's yeah, the point well, I was looking for, uh, that people say, he's, why is he going to China? And by the yeah. way, you know, between the COVID and uh, uh, spy balloons and everything else, China's no friend of the U.S. He's no, going over there because he thinks he's going to make an impact on uh, climate change.
3: Because he'd get a lot of attention, and he got a lot of attention. Here's the impact on climate change. China's responsible for 33% of all global greenhouse emissions, more than every developed country combined,
4: thirty-three percent. Oh no, no, no! Apparently, they yeah. agreed with Newsom; they're going to stop. Uh, oh yeah, they, today oh, they will not it, be al- emitting any more global warming gases. Oh, it's go- the United got them to States. Stop!
3: In China, emissions skyrocketing increased ten percent in the last year alone. Last year, uh, China opened an average of two coal plants every week. China approved more coal plant capacity in the last year than exists on the entire European continent. Air pollution in China causes a staggering two million deaths a year, according to the World Health Organization. So what he he's gonna have no effect on that. He's, he doesn't care about the climate. He doesn't care about the atmosphere. He's a total fake, an absolute phony. I, 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 I'm just, it's just, why is there so much hero worshiping going on in the media? Why? Why do writers and, and, and journalists,
4: why do they feel the need to kiss his ass and slobber all over him? Why? Because he could be next and they want to be connected to the next, right? The next big thing. It's their own egos. It's a big ego. You've said it many times before, especially the Democrat party. They got nothing but old people. Everybody's looking for somebody younger that's going to be the next big leader of the party. Huh. They think it's stoop, this guy. A stupid phony? <laughs> well, that's, that's it, huh? Right. We'll be right back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're
6: listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640.
4: Yeah, well, we're not done with Dippity Doo, Gavin Newsom. One more story has popped up, and it's one of the oldest stories covered on the John and Ken show. Back in 1983, a man by the name of Kevin Cooper was convicted in the fatal stabbings of a married couple, Doug and Peggy Ryan, their 10-year-old daughter, Jessica, and 11-year-old house guest, Christopher Hughes, at the Ryans' home in Chino Hills. That's out in San Bernardino County. Two days before the killings, Cooper had escaped from a nearby state prison. He was serving a sentence for burglary. All the evidence, all the time, over all the years points to kevin cooper he was about to be executed when we stopped executing people so he's in the news today because he's calling gavin newsom a moral coward he's claiming that one of newsom's top legal advisors took a look at the case and thought there was a pretty good reason to believe that kevin cooper and this is what happens When the evidence lines up against you, test after test after test, what do you end up saying? Oh, it was planted, planted by racist police and racist investigators. That's what they did to me. So the man in question is Newsom's legal affairs secretary, David Sapp, who Cooper said told Cooper's current lawyers that Cooper had been wrongfully convicted. Officially, they're not saying that at the Newsom uh, office. And again, Newsom had. He got involved in this. Jerry Brown got involved in this. Uh, we told you how many media outlets got involved. I think a New York Times oh, had a reporter got involved New in York this. Time,
3: New York Times columnist wrote a lengthy piece that I got uh, either Jerry Brown or Newsom to reopen the case and get an independent uh, you know, fact-finding investigation going. Every time they've done this, they have had numerous appeals, numerous investigations by outside uh Outside law firms. Everything comes back to Kevin Cooper's guilty. He's guilty because he did it. He did it, and so he's guilty.
4: That's what happened. He killed the family. State and federal courts have upheld this conviction and death sentence time after time after time time again. I'm not aware of a case
3: that has been appealed and reinvestigated more than Kevin Cooper. And of course he's going to say, I got framed, racist cops. What else is he going to do? If he doesn't put up this song and dance, then what happens? He gets executed. He that's doesn't want to th- get
4: executed. Well, for years they were kind of. Well, it's changed, but they were saying that. Well, uh, the surviving boy uh, said that it was not Cooper. He was not one of the men that was in the house that night. So saying, I wasn't even there. I didn't do this. But then, as they tested the evidence, it's pretty clear he was there. Then it becomes well, they planted it. See how things shift. So that that's kind of been there. Well, there, but because look, if you want to throw.
3: BS into the air. You can do it endlessly. You'll always have. A, that's what I noticed when we covered this case over the years. No matter how many times the the it 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 was it was obvious that he was guilty, they would come up with another piece of evidence. Oh, we we found a hair over here. We we're well, we to retest the hair, and so everybody would retest the hair, and then months later, it's like no. Has nothing to do with the crime. Has nothing to do to, with changing the verdict. Well, way, we just
4: found something else. We found this uh, footprint over here. No. You know why this happens? Because these people live too long, these these killers. Right? Yeah, I know. Because we don't execute people. They live long hey. enough. They constantly, constantly. And, and as a story gets old like this, 30 years, uh, 40 years now, people are like, well, you know, it's, it's hard to remember and you don't think of the victims <sighs> Cause, anymore. Cause, it's cause, all about the living guy, the killer. Well, because people are dead from that time. Others are
3: old. Others have had their memories fade. And after a while, there is no, there's very few living witnesses who could tell the story. And people also stop caring. Because if, you know, you'd have to be, in order to remember this case, you'd have to be, you know, like 50 years old, minimum, 55, 60, to have real conscious memory if you were following it at the time. You know, most of the public, much of the public who was alive in 1983 as adults, they're dead now. So you what you can do is you can sell this to a new generation, sell it to the wokesters, the progressives, the uh, social justice warriors, the defund the police crowd, the ones who want to close the prisons down. And you sell this, you know, perverted, reinvented story as another uh, example of racist police work and cover up and criminality on the on the part of uh, investigators.
4: It's easy to do. Who knows? Right. At this point. D- that generation's we'll dead. Johnny Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And we've got Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
2: information.